Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Ike to Garland. What's up, everybody? Ike Feldman here from IkeTheGon.com, recapping UFC Fight Night. It was free on ESPN, which is good. They're finally showing some fights free to the fans, not the big ones, not the most important ones, not the fights where you get to see the fighters who are the most athletic, hit the hardest, are the fastest, have the best technique, the best cardio and conditioning and strength and discipline. No, we're not seeing those fighters, not yet. Maybe UFC, nah, UFC 251 will not be free on ESPN, but this past weekend's card was free, and I'm going to give you a little recap, a little taste, not the uh, entire entree, but let's dive right in. The main event, Curtis Blades, came out guns blazing, not really. He wrestled, and he told everybody on Twitter he was going to wrestle, as you see by this tweet, and... I don't think anybody picked Alexander Volkov, the six foot seven Russian kickboxer who has went toe to toe with Derek Lewis. Lost, who's outpointed Greg Hardy, which is not great on Volkov's side, considering how many professional fights that Greg Hardy's had. But he's finished champions like Fabrizio Verdum, so that's pretty freaking good. But He's got no wrestling defense, kind of. I mean, I guess his defense is his body. He just locks up his guard and he stands up against the cage when he's got one knee down. I mean, he's so freaking tall that he's playing the the game with the three-point stance down. You can't knee him in the face. He's up on the fence. He's taken down. He gave a valiant effort against a top-level wrestler in MMA from Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades got it done. You know, he moves on. He is the number three ranked UFC heavyweight in the world. You obviously have Stipe at the forefront. You have Daniel Cormier, number two. And they're going to get it on later uh, this year in August. Yeah, in about two months. Francis Ngannou, of course. And Curtis Blades, who's lost to Francis Ngannou twice. But Blades stays exactly where he is. He, He didn't lose position, but he didn't gain position. He just made some money some good money i hope and moves on that's really it uh dana white was not really happy with curtis blade's effort but curtis blade's never been a really show-stopping type of fighter he was very tough and pressured mark hunt he did not deal with francis and that well and he finished Alistair Overeem. Uh, I believe just about everybody has finished Alistair Overeem in the uh, heavyweight division. But he just keeps ticking and uh, keeps coming back. But Curtis Blades, he's not really that much of a flashy fighter. A lot of people have made the correlation between him and 
Khabib, that he's the heavyweight Khabib, except Khabib is always looking to end the fight, whether it's by TKO, whether it's by a slam takedown, a submission, whether that's Kimura or rear naked choke. Khabib is trying to finish the fight, get out of there as quick as he can. Curtis Blades was exhausted as... I mean, we saw him in the post-fight press conference, uh, post-fight interview with John Anik. He was exhausted. His efforts during the fight, he showed that he was maybe taking a little break in the third and the fourth round, a little in the fifth, giving Volkov a chance to get to his feet and land some kicks and punches. But Blades isn't Khabib, so let's check that. But he stays exactly where he is. The co-main event. I couldn't stop thinking about the co-main event even when the five-round grappling <laughs> grappling quest fight was going on in the main event. Josh, Emmett, Shane, Burgos. Hell of a freaking effort. Hell of a freaking fight from those two. Josh Emmett out of Team Alpha Male and Shane Burgos out of Tiger Showman's. And he's a New York native. So yeah, I was favoring Shane Burgos to win that. But man, hell of a chin from Burgos. He tried to do the chop down the tree type of effort. Do it with the calf kicks, the very popular and very effective calf kicks that we've seen, especially in this new wave of UFC cards since it's been put on since UFC 249 back on May 9th. But Burgos just couldn't stop Emmett's heart and effort and will, strength, leg calf conditioning. I don't know if he gets kicked so much in the calf that he's built up tolerance to it but he walked through Burgos's jab and Burgos's calf kicks and he landed heavy shots of his own looping overhand rights and looping left hooks beautiful work from Emmett he deserves that win I believe he was number eight going into that fight good job by him he's had a bunch of highlight reel knockouts and even though this wasn't a highlight reel knockout getting fight of the night and just stealing the show, especially with the main event at following the their their fight stole the uh, the night, and it was just great job by Emmett. I bow to you, sir. It was a valiant effort. We're gonna skip down to some fights, and I'll bounce back and forth over the the next couple of minutes while I recap this. Again, this is just a quick Monday afternoon recap, just so you guys get a little taste. During the week, I'm gonna do some blog post probably on Amanda Nunes how she's not getting as much attention as she should I will do another Ectagon episode I really want to focus on Sean O'Malley because he doesn't only have my attention but he has a lot of people's attention you know he he brags about and other UFC journalists have brought it to my attention that his numbers do extremely well on a Sean O'Malley fight night he garners a ton of views and downloads and eyeballs to anything he does. And he doesn't necessarily command the mic with his words, but there's just something about him, an aura. I guess some people would say it's an it factor that just people gravitate to him. He's obviously a hell of a fighter and he is just Howard Stern with abs basically in the cage and Takashi 69 with the hair lately but I really want to just break down the the psychology and the the path that I think he will go down and 
the path that he's shown. I've seen a little inconsistency. I just want him to be true to himself, but I'll get into that and more on this week's Icology. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. But moving down on the card, Justin James defeating Frank Camacho in the first round via crazy man tactics because it was freaking amazing. James just putting it on Camacho in the first round. Bisbing, and credit to Bisbing because he said early in the fight, look for James to come out there firing. He took the fight on short notice, got the call for the fight on the Wednesday before, so about four days before, and then he's jumping in there against a well-trained, well-respectable opponent in Frank Camacho, and Justin James, oh my goodness, put it on him. I know I tipped the cap or the bow to Josh Emmett, but Justin James, fantastic job, brother. I know you're getting a bonus. I know Dana White's taking care of you, man. And the, the, those are the type of guys that Dana looks for early on in their career, uh, at least, to just come out there, get on a tear, be hungry, make your efforts known to the world. He'll pay you 50K for it, and it works out later because he knows you're going to come out in your next fight and just be guns blazing. So, great job by Justin James. Lauren Murphy getting a huge freaking win over Roxanne Matafari. We saw Roxanne Matafari. She beat Macy Barber back at UFC 246 in January. And, wow, that's one of the biggest, might have been the biggest underdog victory in UFC history. I'm not sure exactly about that, but she was on a tear. I think she won two or three fights in a row coming into this fight against Lauren Murphy and Lauren Murphy put a halt on the Roxanne and anime train and the nerd train and said stop remember me remember me but amazing effort by Lauren Murphy uh Jillian Robertson uh defeating Cordy Casey by it was kind of like a a playground bulldog choke she had it on one side of... She was on one side of... Courtney uh, uh, Casey's body. And she had the bulldog choke. Kind of like Ben Askren against... Was it Robbie Lawler? UFC 235. But Jillian Robertson jumped. And switched it from a bulldog choke to a normal rear naked choke. And locked in the hooks. And got the submission victory. And looked fantastic. Um... She was great job, great job. And the final tip of the hat, got to go to Jim Miller. Now, Roosevelt Roberts, a lot of people are going to say, did he take the fight too early? And should he have waited a couple weeks? But Jim Miller said, yeah, you probably should have waited. But he's happy that he took the opportunity to submit Roosevelt Roberts there's a ton of stats that Jim Miller owns or is in the top five in UFC history of all time I don't know if that's most wins or most appearances but Jim Miller New Jersey native just hell of a fight hell of an effort the dude just I don't think he took a single strike in this fight and he looked amazing he could fight next week and just I hinted at this on Twitter, and I'll probably dive into this on Icology 101, but Jim, being an older fighter, I think he's 37 maybe, 
I've heard a lot of the talk about some fighters just needing some time off. Obviously, George St. Pierre is the, the go-to with that. And just time to reset, recalibrate, refocus, Jocko Willick here. And just get after it. Because George St. Pierre took a ton of time off. I believe it was UFC 140-something, 150-something. He just he retired, went away for about four years came back UFC 217 against Michael Bisbing never looked better and then I hear Dan Hardy saying that he's doing things that he hasn't done before in training his weight is much better I hear Dwayne Ludwig talk about he just he feels good he's has all this wisdom Joe Rogan's talked about you put all this wisdom and knowledge into a fighter like Vitor Belfort and then you insert a little something extra inside of them you just you make a killer and Martial arts is extremely interesting in the sense that as long as the body holds up, you're always growing. You're always learning more about techniques and balance and fight night emotions and learning how to control it. Look at Tom Brady and Drew Brees. They're getting better with age. This is a football reference for you guys. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, they get better with age. It's all that knowledge is there and how to break down a defense and study movements and call out linebackers is there. They're, they're almost double the age of the linebacker that they're facing. They can think two steps, three steps ahead before the linebacker or defensive back can. And they already are throwing the ball before the, the, the defenseman is even moving. And I feel like fighters like Jim Miller or Randy Couture, or Dan Henderson, or George St. Pierre, as long as their body is equipped to hold and withstand the punishment that comes from a mixed martial arts bout, all that knowledge and experience just shows and is expressed in their fights. So I think it'll be really interesting considering how early we are in the mixed martial arts history to see how long fighters can fight are we gonna see a 45 year old champion again are we gonna see daniel cormier keep fighting he says he's gonna retire he's he's hinted at this before but what if he's fighting till 42 what if brock lesnar i don't know how much time he takes off considering the grind he puts his his body through but i think there will be a wave of fighters i don't know if it's gonna be this generation or in five years or in 10 years that we're going to see fighters just come back, be smarter, refocused, recalibrated, reset, and over. Continue conversation. Go. I don't know what generation it's going to happen, but it will happen. It's funny. uh, Golf seems to be doing the, uh, you would think, why not on the senior tour just give these guys steroids with the PGA? Just give them steroids. You know, like at 60 years old, if they can drive the ball 300, they already have all the knowledge and experience to know where the wind is, how, how to play and flub the clubs and how to the, do everything graceful. Same thing with baseball. Just, I guess just give them all steroids, right? Let's, let's see how good they could be. The, the best, the champions and the World Series winners and the Super Bowl winners are all going to be in their 40s. Watch. Uh, 25 is going to be, or 45 is going to be the new 25. So, this card was fun. It was cool. It was nice. Good for ESPN. Uh, I need more. This was like ESPN 2 worthy. 
not ESPN, ESPN worthy. But Bobby Green, great win over Clay Guida. Clay Guida, another veteran who's come back and reinvent himself. Uh, Marc-Andre Barriut getting a huge win over Oscar Pachota. That was an awesome TKO finish. Bilal Muhammad edging out Lyman Good, which was great. Raquel Pennington bounces back from the Holly Holm loss to beat Marion Renew. A lot of a lot of French Canadian people here on this card, but uh, it was uh, it was a great card. My final thing was I don't understand Dana White just kind of condescendingly and passive aggressively calling out Max uh, Roscope. I hope I'm saying his name correctly for retiring from the Austin Hubbard fight. And then he, Dana White, in the same breath, says that, oh, well, Curtis Blades wasn't tired and he continued. So it, it's a little talking out of both sides of your mouth, Dana. Uh, I hope there's some clarity uh, as the days roll on. But the Ike DeGans roll on. And I will get you guys another episode. I'm going to break down Sean O'Malley very closely. I'm going to write a little something about Amanda the Lioness Nunes. So... Thank you guys for listening, watching, subscribing, downloading, liking, favoriting, retweeting, double tapping. Thank you guys for all that. Ike Feldman is out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.